Alright guys, welcome back. Episode 13 of the Your Average Fight Fan Podcast. My name is Juan. Let's get right into it. We're going to be discussing UFC Fight Night, Colby Covington versus Tyrone Woodley, which is also being con- called UFC Vegas 11, which is the 11th UFC at the Apex in Vegas. So this is going to be the last card being held in Vegas um, as the UFC is now going back and setting up shop in Abu Dhabi again for almost six weeks. Fight Island is back, and it's back in a big way. There's going to be five UFC events in a row on Yas Island in Abu Dhabi, dating from today, September 19th, all the way through the end of October, October 24th, which is obviously UFC 254. Huge cards. I'm loving this. Um, I discussed all five main events in my previous episode. So if you want to check that out, you can click the lo- uh, you can click on the link in the upper right hand corner right now. Uh, just know that we only discussed the ones that were available at the time of the recording of that event, um, and they actually added one more. So I'll go over that later on in this episode. But as of now, let's talk about Covington versus Woodley for this event. I'm going to go over just the main card. I'm not going to go into the prelims. I know there's a couple of good car, uh, good fights on the prelims, but I'm just going to, for the sake of time and material, I'm going to go just through the main card. So that includes starting out the main card is going to be Kevin Holland versus Darren Stewart. Following that, Mackenzie Dern versus Randa Marcos. Johnny Walker versus Ryan Spann. Hamzat Chimaev versus Gerald Mearshart. Donald Cerrone versus Nico Price, and the main event will obviously be Kobe Covington versus Tyrone Woodley. So, let's get right into it. Kicking off the main card is a middleweight bout at 185 pounds between Kevin Holland and Darren Stewart. Both fighters are unranked. Kevin Trailblazer Holland comes in with a record of 18-5, and five, nine knockouts, six submissions. He's the American in this contest. He's standing six foot three. 27-year-old, hails from Fort Worth, Texas, coming off back-to-back stoppage wins. He looks to make it three in a row here. Standing across the cage uh, from him is going to be Darren the Dentist Stewart. That's an awesome nickname, by the way. The 29-year-old British fighter, hailing from London, England, standing six foot. He brings a record of 12-5 and with seven knockouts in one submission. And he's coming off a submission win in his last fight, which was only about a month ago, really. This should be a good fight. Considering both guys like to finish fights, as you can tell, one has nine knockouts and six submissions. The other guy has seven knockouts and one submission. So clearly this is going to be, I think, a good fight. Um, I, I highly doubt that it's going to distance, but hey, I'm not a judge. I'm not a ref. Just your average fight fan. I know a little bit about a little bit. I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but I like MMA. So Vegas has the odds here at minus 265 for Holland and plus 205 for Stewart. So Holland is the favorite here. Darren Stewart is going to be the underdog. Let's see what happens. I'm pumped for this. This whole card is, is, is pretty cool. But when they added the three cards to the main event, or excuse me, to the main card, that was a big factor for me. 
you know, before they added those three fights, it was pretty bland. I mean, the main event looked pretty decent, but um, after adding the the three card, the three fights that they added to the card, it, it definitely got way way better. So I'm pumped for this for this card. Um, okay, so moving on. Next up is the number 15 ranked Brazilian Mackenzie Dern. She's taking on the unranked Canadian Randa Marcos in a strawweight fight, which is 115 pounds. Mackenzie Dern, who is 27 years old, she's bringing a record of 8 and 1. She's, I gotta be honest with you, she's notorious for missing weight. And she doesn't miss weight by ounces. She misses weight by pounds, and sometimes a lot of pounds. And a lot of times when she does that, I, I feel like she does it on purpose, and she uses that weight to her advantage against her opponents. Now, I'm not saying she's a cheater, but I am saying that she sees the advantage. She sees the advantage in missing weight and using that weight to her advantage. So I, I believe that she's done it in the past to get her where to where she is now, which is again eight and one. Um, luckily for Marcos, that's not the case in this particular fight, as everybody on the on the card, top to bottom, main card and prelims, they all made weight. So you know, good for everybody, good on, especially Mackenzie Dern for making weight. So good for her and especially good for Marcos, which gives her an even playing field to be able to, you know, try to get a win here. Going back to Mackenzie Dern, though, she's an absolute wizard on the ground. Uh, she holds a black belt in jiu-jitsu. She was raised by a jiu-jitsu black belt master. Her, her father is just an absolute master in, in jiu-jitsu. And Mackenzie grew up competing in gi and in no-gi jiu-jitsu competitions, I mean, if you look at her record for jujitsu competitions, she's got a num she's got a countless number of of gold medals. It, you know, whether it be in Brazilian tournaments, in Pan American tournaments, in American tournaments, world tournaments, uh, her weight class. She also competed in many uh, absolute weight classes, which means every weight class can compete, and she's got gold medals in that. I mean, she's an absolute wizard. She's unbelievably good on the ground, and that's obviously her bread and butter here. I mean, you have to think about a person who grew up like i said with a with a father who's an absolute master from the age of who knows maybe three maybe four maybe before that who knows you know training in jujitsu and just again growing up with all these competitions and, and and winning gold medals and blah 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 so obviously her ground game is her bread and butter and you know she will probably look to do that in this fight and get a submission win so good for her but going back to randa randa is 35 years old she has a record of 10, 8, and 1. And she, unfortunately, she's coming off a loss to Amanda Ribas, who, in my opinion, is the biggest prospect in this division. She's absolutely a monster. But uh, Randa will look to stop the hype train, which is, you know, Mackenzie Dern has a big, big hype train behind her because, obviously, of her record, and she's only 27 years old. So she has a lot of hype behind her. But Mar Randa Marcos is pretty aggressive. She's an aggressive fighter who looks to impose her will on her opponents. So, I mean, you know, let's see what she, she... She's pretty good on the ground, too. Don't get me wrong. She's got some submission wins in the UFC. So she's she's a pretty good on the ground, too. I'm not saying that she's just as good as Mackenzie Dern on the ground, but I'm, I'm actually curious to see what's going to happen here. You guys know I do not predict fights, so I'm not going to say anything about this fight, but I, I am interested in, to see what is going to happen uh, if they take it to the ground. So going back to the Vegas odds here, they do have Mackenzie Dern... As the favorite, she is at minus 165, and of course, that makes Marcos the underdog. She's at plus 135. So again, let's see how that plays out. You know, obviously, because of the records and because of the age and because of the skill on the ground, it makes sense that Mackenzie Dern would be the favorite here. 
Uh, but it's not that big of a, of a difference. One, minus 165 to, one to plus 135 is not that big of a difference. So let's see. Let's see how it plays out. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued for this fight. Okay. Following that, we're going to see what I hope will be the most exciting fight between these giant big dudes. <laughs> uh, it's a light heavyweight bout, 205 pounds. Uh, they're putting the number 11 ranked Johnny Walker against the number 12 ranked Ryan Superman Span. That's an awesome nickname too. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm a pretty, I'm a fan of nicknames. And, and when you got a good nickname, I'm down, I'm, I'm in. So anyway, on one side of the cage, you're going to have the 28 year old Brazilian. He's standing six foot five and bringing a record of 17 and five. That's Johnny Walker. He's got 14 knockouts in his MMA career. I'm, I'm really curious which, which Johnny is going to show up here. So if you guys don't know, this guy was an absolutely ferocious killer ferocious killer came into the UFC three knockouts in a row just running through guys and then again I spoke about this in my previous episode but he after getting his last KO victory uh, in the first round which I believe was like 36 seconds or, or something very close to that he celebrated with this very strange celebration um, where he saluted the troops and then falls face first flat on his chest it's a very, again, it's the craziest, most strangest victory celebration, but he landed wrong, tore all the ligaments in his shoulder, and then had to get surgery. So what I was saying is I'm very curious which Johnny shows up. Will it be the ferocious killer that we saw, again, on a three-fight knockout streak in the beginning of his UFC career? Or is it going to be the post-shoulder surgery Johnny Walker coming off back-to-back -back losses? Um, obviously, I'm hoping for the former, but... Who knows which which one we're gonna see? I I'm like like I said, where everybody's hoping for the former because that's that's what makes this fight exciting. Uh, and then you have on the other side of the cage, 29 year old American, also from Texas. He has a record of 18 and five with four knockouts and 11 submissions. He's obviously showing that with 11 submissions, he's showing that he's a truly mixed martial artist. You know, a lot of guys are very good at one or maybe two martial arts, but not a lot of guys can be a true mixed martial artist where they can get knockouts and submissions, especially not in the UFC. But currently he's riding an eight fight win streak with three knockouts and three submissions out of those eight wins. Ryan Spann is a tough, tough dude, man. He's a very tough fight for any man. So I'm really looking forward to this fight. It's super interesting and it's super intriguing to see when, you know, two styles completely opposites clash in the octagon and that's kind of why mma is such an awesome sport i love this sport for that well one of those reasons when you get the clash of styles like that it's it's i don't know it, it really intrigues me and I, I'm, I'm super pumped about this fight that's kind of what made me a fan of the sport you know to see one guy that's who knows six foot five you know 205 pounds against a maybe a five foot 11 guy who's also 205 pounds one guy looks like he would get murdered and the other guy looks like he's just going to run through him and what happens maybe the 5 foot 11 guy submits the 6 foot 5 guy easily and and that's kind of what made me love this sport you know watching as as a young kid i mean really young going to blockbuster video and renting UFC 2 or UFC 1 and seeing you know Royce Gracie just run through guys this little this little 5 foot 9 or how i'm not i don't remember how tall he is 168 pounds just run through these giant men and just submit them back to back to back in one night. It was crazy. It was, it was unbelievable. You know, as, as I got a little bit older and started watching more, 
things like, you know, Tito Ortiz and, and, you know, Randy Couture and, and those guys. It was, it was really, really cool to see. It was really cool to see these guys. So obviously that's what made me a fan of the sport. And obviously now, I mean, now it's, it's, I watch every single event. <laughs> so, but anyway, back to this. Okay. Anyway, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to ramble so much, but um, back to the Vegas odds for this particular fight. Vegas has the odds pretty close here. Um, you got Johnny Walker is the favorite at minus 130. And Ryan Spann is the underdog here at plus 100. So it's pretty close. Uh, and I want to see, again, I want to see which Johnny Walker shows up. Obviously, we know what Ryan Spann brings to the table. The guy's a monster. He's a knockout artist. And he can submit you. So he's pretty comfortable anywhere. So I think it's interesting that, the, that, that Johnny Walker is the favorite here. Anyway, moving on to the next fight here. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this whole fight card, but the one that I'm most looking forward to on this fight card is the third fight in the main event. This is going to be the craziest odds, the widest odds on the entire fight card, uh, and obviously making one of the guys most favored on the entire card. So at minus 450 from the Czech Republic with an undefeated 8-0 record, 26-year-old Hamzat Chimaev, We'll be fighting the American Gerald Mearshart, who Vegas has as the underdog, obviously, if one guy's minus 450. Uh, Mearshart's going to be the underdog at plus 325. So that's a giant difference in odds. Um, you know, Mearshart's coming off a loss. He's 32 years old. He holds a record of 31 and 13 with six knockouts and 23 submissions. 23 submissions out of his, tw- out of his uh, 31 wins. That's amazing. That's an amazing amount of submissions. This fight's crazy, not just because of the fight itself, and how one guy only has a total of eight fights and the other guy has over 40 fights. That's not the craziest part. The crazy thing about this fight is that the guy with eight total fights in his entire MMA career already has another fight booked against Damian Maya a month from now. That's insane. That's absolutely insane. The UFC is expecting Chimaev to just walk through Mearshart and move on to the next fight with no issues. You have any idea how disrespectful that is to, to Gerald Mearshart? I mean... Again, if you listen to my previous episode, I discussed this. I don't agree that Chimaev is probably going to win this fight. That's not out of the craziest realm of possibility. What I disagree with is that the UFC publicly states that another fight is already already being worked on against Damian Maya. They should not have said anything. And then, you know, after the fight was over, said, hey, you know, what do you guys think about... Chimaev, and they would have said, well, you know, he, he wants another fight. We're, we're going to give him one. That's it. And they just kept it like that and then waited a few days and they said, hey, just so you know, Damian Maya is free. What do you think? You want to go? Yeah, I'm in. That would have been fine. But no, they, they make this guy a huge hype train. And again, I don't disagree that he will win this fight. I, I don't know if he will, but I don't see it out of the craziest realm of possibility. It is very possible that he can win this fight. But Jesus, man, give this dude a break. If he loses... That's going to ruin this guy's career because the UFC is making such a giant hype train for him. Ah, crazy, crazy, crazy. Anyway, you know what would be even crazier? If someone bets a boatload of money on Mearshart to win and he actually pulls it off. Could you imagine the chaos? Not only would that person be a lot richer, but the hype train would come to a complete stop. It would be over for this man. I mean, not his career, but this hype train would be completely gone. It would kind of be like Sean O'Malley. Sean O'Malley had the craziest hype train coming into his previous fight against Chito Vera. And what happened? He got stopped 
His leg was destroyed. He got elbowed to oblivion in the first round, and boom, that's it. No more hype train. That's it. His hype train is done. Anyway, so back to this fight. Again, Chimaev against Mirshart. It's going to be awesome. I think it's going to be a really, really good fight. And I'm so pumped because of this whole crazy madness that's going on, which obviously the UFC knows what they're doing. But it's I just think it's really dis- disrespectful for, for Mirshart. But again, that is the fight game. Sometimes you got to put all your chips into one guy. Clearly, they've done it in the past, and it's worked many times. You know, uh, Ronda Rousey, uh, John Jones, Conor McGregor. You know, they've they know what they're doing, and it's also backfired many times. Like I just said, it backfired for Sean O'Malley. It's backfired plenty of times before. So we'll see what it even backfired on on uh, on Ronda Rousey when she took a year off. And came back to fight after her loss to uh, Holly Holm. She waited a year. She came back, and they all the hype was on her. She was fighting uh, Amanda Nunes. All the all the media, all the questions, all the everything was on Ronda Rousey to win. Everything. Nobody was even asking Amanda Amanda Nunes anything. They were just, oh, yeah, you're gonna fight Ronda. That's it. Okay, boom. What happens? She she got destroyed in 42 seconds. Demolished. Dismantled in 42 seconds. So obviously hype trains can be stopped and it's happened many, many times before. This is the fight game. It is what it is. In this particular case, I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, again, I don't predict fights, but I just see Chimaev to be a lot better than Mirshart. Now, again, I could be wrong. The fight game is crazy. The fight game always has, you know, upsets and, 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 turn of, and crazy turn of events. So it's anything is possible. However, I have to admit that I think the UFC is correct on this one. Unfortunately, you know, I'm sorry, Gerald Mearshart, but I, I do think that they're correct on this one. But at the same time, Damian Mai has been known to stop hype trains in the past. <laughs> I mean, this guy's been just dominant. He's such an excellent jiu-jitsu guy that it's, it's very possible that he, he could have stopped it. But again... Chmaev looks like a like a world beater right now, so we'll we'll see we'll see. I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let's stick to let's stick to Chmaev versus Mirshart. Again, like I said, the odds are insane for this. You got Chmaev at minus 450 against Mirshart at plus 325. That's a giant difference. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know, you got a 26 year old phenom against a 32 year old veteran. I mean, the guy's got again 23 submissions. It's going to be crazy. So. We will see what happens there. Let's see what happens. I mean, it is what it is. Let's see how this soap opera <laughs> plays out, and, and we'll see how the story ends at the end of the night. So moving on into the co-main event here. Uh, the co-main event of this evening is going to be Donald Cowboy Cerrone from Albuquerque, New Mexico. He's 37 now. He's he's not young. He's not getting any younger. He's got a record of 36 and 15. He does have... To, 10 knockouts and 17 submissions. The guy's got the record for most wins in the UFC. I believe I believe he has the most fights in the UFC too. Could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure he does. Uh, he stands six foot. He's coming off four fights, losing streak. Four fights in a row he's lost. So he 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 really really needs to get back in the in the W column here. He's gonna look to be the aggressor, get back in the win column, but. Standing across a cage from him is going to be Nico Price. 
30-year-old Floridian. They call him the, the hybrid. Uh, he's got a record of 14-4, and four, 10 knockouts, 3 submissions. He's also coming off a loss, but man, regardless of their records and their last fights, together, these guys rack up 40 finishes between the both of them. 40 finishes. That's crazy. You know, each guy has their own reasons why, but it, it is imperative that both of these guys get a W here. For whatever reason. Obviously, Donald Cerrone has four losses in a row. And Nico Price, at the moment, is not ranked. So he wants to get back. You know, he wants to get into the top 15. And by getting a win, that's going to help him. Donald Cerrone right now is ranked number 14. So if he wins, he would be in the top 15. Man, this is going to be a good fight. This is going to be a very good fight. And obviously, because of this and other things, this is why I, I don't think that this fight's going to go the distance. I'm not predicting a winner, as I never do. But my gut tells me that this fight is not going to be decided by three judges. Both guys like to stand and bang. If needed, they can handle themselves on the ground. Cowboy holds a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Nico holds a brown belt. They're both very skilled on the ground. You should be as pumped as I am for this fight. If not for anything other than the number of finishes between these two guys. 40 finishes. That's insane. Vegas has Cerrone as the underdog here. Not surprising. He, he, like I said, he's coming off four losses. He's at plus 120. Uh, and they have Nico Price as the favorite at minus 150. Again, not crazy odds. Not too, not too. Uh, you know, it's pretty close. But I'm, I'm, I like this fight, man. I like this fight. It's going to be, I don't even think, honestly, I don't think it's going to go to the ground much. I think it's going to be a stand and bang fight. And I'm, I'm pumped for it, man. I, I am pumped. This is going to be a good fight. All right. Rounding out what seems to be a very, very good fight on paper, or excuse me, a very good card on paper, we move into the main event. Two men that used to train in the same gym at the same time and have sparred each other in the past. You got 32-year-old, number two ranked welterweight in the world with a record of 15-2, and two, Colby Chaos Covington. He stands 5'11". He's going to be fighting the number five ranked Tyrone, the chosen one Woodley, He's now 38 years old. He stands five foot nine. He's got a record of 19 and five. Both of these guys are American, and they really don't like each other. I mean, they hate each other. <laughs> MMA fans have been waiting for this for a while now. I mean, these two should have stepped in the octagon against each other a while ago. You know, it, MMA fans have been waiting for this, not because either guy is particularly liked by the MMA media or the MMA fans, or because either guy is really awesome and, and we enjoy watching them fight. It's not because of that. It's actually the, ex it's the complete opposite. Neither one of them is exciting to watch. And most of the time, they both have fewer viewers than their opponents do. But since they've talked so much shit to each other for so long, you kind of want to see the quote-unquote rivalry end already, right? So it finally will. It's going to end tonight, Saturday, September 19th. I said this in my previous episode. Even though I don't predict fights, I never predict fights. This one just stands out to me as one of those predictable fights that's going to end in decision. And I got to say, I, I think Colby's hand is going to be raised at the, end of the, at the end of the night. Again, I'm not predicting that Colby's going to win. I just feel that at 38 years old and coming off two very dominant losses, Tyrone Woodley just doesn't seem to have what it takes to compete at the top of the division anymore. And since I think that Colby is the second best welterweight in the UFC, I think he's going to show how much better he is than Woodley. I honestly believe that. 
Covington's, uh, excuse me, Covington's cardio and pressure will most likely be way too much for Woodley. And as he usually does, he's going to have his back against the cage for most of five rounds. He won't be able to, to do much to stop it. And Kobe is just going to do what he does best. He beats his opponents by not allowing them to breathe, by pressuring them, by having better cardio than them. And that's just, again, I'm not predicting a winner here. I'm just saying that I don't think that Tyron Woodley has what it takes anymore. He, he unfortunately shouldn't be in the top five anymore. And, I, and it's, just gonna, it's just a matter of time. If Tyrone Woodley wins this fight, I will be so very, very surprised. I'll eat my words and I will apologize to him. <laughs> Not that he's actually listening to this anyway, but it's just out of principle. I will apologize to him if he wins, okay? I don't know how much that means to Woodley, probably zero, but just out of principle, I will eat my words, put my foot in my mouth, and I will apologize to Tyrone Woodley. But again, I don't think that's going to happen. Either way, the buildup of this fight was very exciting. And as always, of course, I'm going to be watching, but not a particularly big fan of Kobe, not a fan of Tyron Woodley. Anyway, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. So that's the end of this particular card. Let's not forget, though, next Saturday, September 26th, Fight Island. Oh, shit. UFC 253. It's just around the corner, man. Two title fights, Israel Adesanya versus Paulo Costa for the middleweight title. Then you have Dominic Reyes and Jan Blakovic for the light heavyweight title. It's going to be fireworks. It's going to be fireworks. Two stand-up bang, uh, stand and bang fights. Woo! I am excited. Two good main events in a row. Like I said last time about this particular September 26th uh, UFC 253 card, the card itself is kind of flat on paper, uh, which is disappointing, and it's going to disappoint the casual fan. Which kind of sucks if you think about it. It's unfortunate because it, it might actually cause them to have less pay-per-view buys. Not having, not having, you know, having less pay-per-view buys is, is kind of sucks for the company and for the fighters, you know, because they're they're getting paid pay-per-view numbers for being the main event and for having the title on the line. So that that kind of sucks. But either way, I'm pumped for the entire month. September, October is going to be crazy. The next, I don't know, like I said, five or six weeks is going to be good. The UFC's given us some very exciting main events. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, Fight Island is next week. But this this week's going to be good. This this card is good from top to bottom. There's actually good fights in the prelims. I just didn't want to do it for lack of time. I didn't want to go over it. But listen, the main event starts at 8 and the prelims start at 5 today. So, So I'm pumped. I'm pumped for this card. I'm pumped for next week. I'm pumped for the next six weeks. I'm pumped. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm pumped. <laughs> I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me. I want to thank you guys for for subscribing to my channels, whether it be on the podcast, um, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify. I'm actually now on Amazon. So if you have Amazon Music, they now have podcasting and I'm also on there. I want to thank you for, for subscribing to my YouTube page. And I just want to thank you guys for the support. Again, all these links will be in my description below the like button. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for the support. As always, I am Juan. This is your Average Fight Fan. Stay safe out there. Good night. Your Average Fight Fan.